This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service. We've got a very special episode, Taylor. We did it again, dude. Dude, we're on a fucking streak lately, man. We're on a rampage of just bagging some comedy baddies. And uh, today in the house with us, we've got uh, Ash, Phil's Amy, all the way from Los Angeles, California. What's up, man? Via Melbourne. Yeah. What's good, dude? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. It's fucking great to be here. I said uh, I said last night that you've got one of the great names that could also be a porno. Yes. Yeah. Ash Phil's Amy is a porno I'd 100% watch. Absolutely. You know, I think you're, you have an obsession with pornos. You said the same thing last night. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some guy in the audience. Was it Leroy or some shit? Or? Yeah, dude. Uh, our boy Leroy. Yeah. From the, from the audience last night. I think He actually t- lied. And then in the show- uh, He did. We found out his name was Leslie. Yeah. More women than mine, so. He lied. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. like, because we were talking about names, and he was like, boys, i got to fess up. My name's not Leroy. And we're like, what's your name, dude? And he's like, it's Leslie. Jeez. And then we all laughed at him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So what he was apprehensive about, you guys proved him right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, don't fucking lie, yeah. cunt. Yeah. Leslie, if you're out there listening, man, don't be ashamed. My name is Ashley, and I, I go with it. So, so. My yeah. name's Taylor, so it's yeah, all good, geez, dude. And I'm Bradley. Like, we've all got bitch names. Yeah, man. It's yeah, dude. Bitch, gay. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> fucking gender neutral name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> genderless. But both of you guys got genderless names, actually. Absolutely. Ash, what we do every week on the pod, bro, is we like to have a little beverage breakdown. So we, um, yes. obviously, yeah. you're not drinking today, but yeah. me and Taylor, we're, we're going to hold down the fort. Nice. So we'll get into this. As a now proud Australian man yes, and an Australian citizen, yes, on the citizenship test, did they play that song and ask you to name where it was from? <laughs> no, they didn't. Is do it, do you know where that is? No, but by the question, I'm, I'm assuming it's the iconic Aussie theme song for a show or something for, like that. For beers, yeah. So that's the Victoria Bitter theme song. Or is it really? <laughs> okay. So. All right. Mate, that's... Uh, that's known to get the testosterone pumping. Nice. Uh, today we're drinking a T-Bone Brewing Co. Golden Ale. So, Taylor, I tried to get this one with you in mind, mate. I didn't yep. want to get you, you know, an IPA or a fucking pale ale. Yeah. Now we're, They were low on lagers, so I was like, fuck, what do we got? And I found a crisp golden ale, mate. So I don't know how it's going to go down, but... Uh, cheers, can't Cheers, can't. Yeah. I have my ginger tea here, so yeah. Nice. Cheers to that. Cheers. But does that really taste like anything to you? That's what I was honestly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I didn't even really know what that tastes like, bro. We drinking. Uh, we may as well be drinking the same thing as what Ash has over there, like a sparkling water with a bit of lemon in it, or the tea, or the tea. Yeah. But mate, um, first time at the Newcastle Comedy Club last night. Mm. We had about fifty-five people in there. Yeah. Crowd wasn't as raucous as I was expecting, but... Really? You call that not raucous? Yeah. That's why I said to you after the show, I'm like, I'm so excited for you to do a Saturday night as well. Like, 
I would have been bummed if you were like, bro, I'm just here for the Friday. No, no, no. I I came for the the weekend, man, just to get it all in. There's no point in traveling this far just to do one night, you know. Yeah. For sure. And uh, yeah, I I thought that was great. I thought it was. I think uh, yeah, you guys are here, so yeah. When you came out firing on all cylinders, saying the stuff that you were saying and how the crowd was receiving it, I was like that's crazy. And Taylor comes out, starts dropping the fucking words. I'm like, oh. And I was watching the set. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is uh this is a uh, fucking crazy. So I had a whole game plan. You know, you got a game plan before you go on stage, right? Yeah. What you're gonna do? I heard people talk about that. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw your set, Taylor, I was like, oh, that game plan's out the window. I'm gonna have some fun tonight. You know, like, cause you know, I, it's. it's it's one of those things where you you do a club for and I, I called Elliot. He's gracious enough to give me a spot and let me close his room. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just take it, be safe, and just do what what works, and just you know have fun within those parameters. Then I saw you guys. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have some fun tonight. Fuck the safetyness, which is so rare. Yeah, so rare to find. As as a matter of fact, I'm, the more I think about it, I, I was th- I was talking to my wife about it last night. It's just I haven't been that free in a while to and to perform. I a, just, a lot of people say that about. The comedy club up here. It's fucking great. Yeah. It yeah. is absolutely what I would imagine uh, the mothership is in fucking um, yeah. Um, and yeah. Texas. Yeah, the mothership is a whole level above what we do here. It's great. Though. Like, I came back and I was like, oh, man, you know, you guys should be getting yonder bags and doing all this. Then we can get even more wild. And James made an interesting point. He goes, if you put your phone in a yonder bag, how many people pay for drinks with that? Right. He's like, it wouldn't work here. Right. He's like, the reason why it works is so well in America is because you've got table service. So at the, at the mothership, yeah. people are bringing you drinks. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, they're like, here's your receipt. Yeah, that, give us a tip. That's how it is in, in all the clubs there. We yeah. We we, 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 we we do three shows in one night. with no There's no brackets in America. When I first came here and uh, uh, I was headlining the lounge in Melbourne and uh, I saw there were like three breaks. So I thought it was three different shows. And it turns out it was just like a break. I'm like, everybody's leaving right now? Are they going to come back? Is the energy still going to be the same? And then it took me a while to get used to it. And it works out pretty fine. And it's that golden rule. Whoever goes in the second bracket going to have to kill. So that's a sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Because there's three brackets in, um, in, in, uh, at, the comedy, at the Comic Lounge in North Melbourne. And there's two brackets everywhere else. But the second bracket is always going to be the, the bracket that, that's going to... Because the crowd is... They got the rhythm in their mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I laugh, I talk, you laugh. I talk, you laugh. So then that, that melody is now played. They got the alcohol in them. And then take a break, the alcohol gets in them. So they have, their, they have their melody and they're ready to go. In America, the second comic always does the best. You have the MC, the feature, and the headliner. The feature always has the easiest spot. So it's like a universal thing. Whoever goes second kills. Yeah, okay. Did you guys, you, do you guys feel that, feel that as well? I feel like here, my favorite spot is last or second last in the first half. Really? Uh, that's where I prefer to go to because I feel like they get the MC, they get one or two acts to like get them into right. this is what's happening. This mm-hmm. room is for people to go up here and talk, mm-hmm. you know, get people in the space. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then if you can, if you close the first half, I, that's my favorite spot because they're ready. The night's still young. There's no audience fatigue. Like you right. shouldn't really be yeah. dealing with audience fatigue, yeah, but for yeah. some, some audiences, they get fatigue a lot quicker than others. Yes. And yes. so that's why I like doing that. Um, and then, yeah, in the second half, they do have more drinks in them. Sometimes they can get a bit more lippy yeah. as well. But yeah. then also sometimes I think people, especially if it's a Friday night in the second half, people are like, 
I bought tickets on Wednesday and I thought I would be up and about for this. <laughs> and yeah. now I fucking want to yeah. go home, dude. One of my favorite spots is second in the first, uh, second in, oh, sorry, first in the second half. That's, yeah, that's the first, that's one of the best spots. Yeah. That's also a good so one. So I did that a few Saturdays ago and by that point the MC had set them up. Yeah. The, the first act had lubed them up. Yeah. And it was just building to that momentum and then the MC came back crushed and then I went up and it was, it was just a layup at that point yeah. because everyone had already done their job. Yeah. So then mm. you just walk on and you're just like, fuck, I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah, it is. It is that way. It's, it's almost, it's, it's a mental game, you know, it's something I like to find out where I'm at in the, in the lineup. So I can, so I know where to prepare for mentally. Cause I already, sure. I understand where the audience is going to be. Yeah. Like in the comic science in Melbourne, there's three brackets. So if you're in the third bracket, you got, you got to go in, you, you, you can't have a game plan preset. You, you have to have a game plan that night because you have to watch how much energy is left, what they're laughing at, um, you know, the second bracket, how much energy was sucked out because the comics are so dynamic, you know. And even if it's a subpar comic, it's, it, energy, energy still gets sucked out, you know. So it's um, a matter of just finding the, the energy, finding the levels. Is, is the Comics Lounge in Melbourne, is that like your home base where you perform the most? That's my home club, man. Best club uh, as far as like, a, like, you know how it is in Melbourne. It's hard to perform in Melbourne. But the Comics Lounge does give you a layer of protection when it comes to what you can say. You can't go too far because they have a business to run. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you can, you, you can, you can, you know, be cheeky enough to do some strong innuendos and they'll have your back. If like something goes crazy, they'll be like, listen, fuck that person. This person said this about you. And we just, we just pretty much told them, don't worry about coming back. <laughs> it's just, they, they, you know, within reason. Yeah. You do a rape joke. You're fucking fucked. No, no one's going to protect you for that shit. Yeah. So, but you know, you do a joke that's cheeky enough and you'll be all right. Mm. Say if someone was to say maybe the word retarded a lot, <laughs> and say that how, person happens how to be would on that this person go in a place like that? Do you feel? Yeah, I think. Look, if you know anyone that does that, I think I've I've, I've seen a comic do that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a comic do that to a person, and the person was actually of that uh, was special help. Special yeah, oh yeah, okay. Like, what are you retarded? And then. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, that's no good, dude. <laughs> yeah. Read the room, dude. <laughs> Read the room. You can't see under the lights, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. Then, so uh, he got away with it because it was it was a mistake, and you know he just you know I don't it's 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 one of those weird. Th I had when I first started comedy a long time ago. Those I was in Cleveland, Ohio, and I was doing a show, and I was performing. This was like my third, fourth year in comedy. It was my first professional out of town gig, and I'm killing it, or what I think is killing it, um, on as an MC. And this is a group of table, a group table from the far right, way in the back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, laughing at that the whole time and shit. And I'm like, I thought they were heckling me. I go, what do you guys, a bunch of retards, right? Like an idiot. <laughs> and it was a special needs, uh, like, field trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just said, fuck. Oops. I apologize. No, it's okay. I'm so sorry. But, you know, that's just how it is. That's, that's the look of the draw, man. You yeah. had an acute ear for it. Yes. yes. Yeah. You're that's like, You're like, I know that sound if I know anything. Yeah, it was it my retardar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's happened to everyone who's done comedy at one point. You will, you'll, you just throw that out. It's yeah. happened to me at the club. We had a bunch of special needs people, and I used to have a tagline in my in a bit that I do about hookers, and um, yeah, it for the for a lot of the time it had just worked so well. And then this one night there was a bunch of special needs people in, and I just I dropped it. Yeah. And yeah, did, did, were you Hand, aware? Handbrake did you, pulled. Did you, did you know they were there? Uh no. No. Nah. Did the audience know? I think the audience picked up what was going on because, like, sometimes you're the people interacting before the show. 
Oh, so they know. And I didn't see any of that. Like I yeah. was just in my own world, Ooh. rocked up a bit late, and then just was pretty much ready to hop on and and do it. And then yeah, I was just fucking. What happened? How did it, what, what happened afterwards when you said it? Nothing happened. Like no one got no one got like offended. But no, then no, no. It, how was the reaction? Like what happened in the reaction? It was just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good when it's just the. Ugh. And, and I was doing pretty well up until that point, and then just the back half of that set was just. Having to win them back. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, obviously I hop off and like the lights go up and I'm like, oh, okay, there's 12 special needs people here. I'm like, that's, Oof. and they're with their carers as well. So, oh. you know, there could have been 24 people in an audience that just went, yeah, we don't like this guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're cool. Sometimes they're cool about it. Sometimes they want to be picked on, but you still gotta be, you still have to err on the side of caution. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, that's, that's, that's just, that's how it is. So for me, like, and now I'll say this before, cause I know this is an audio thing. I'm black. I'm black, okay? I say that because I say the word nigger a lot, and I want people out there thinking, fuck, these guys have a fucking <laughs> We nigger. just got some crazy dude from Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. I don't want everyone thinking that Taylor finally got his way. <laughs> <laughs> and got someone on here who do some real fucking podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's the thing. Do, do you remember when um, Kramer had that fucking kerfluffle? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. So, uh... Me and Pablo, right? I just told Pablo Francisco. We and him, we before that happened. Me and him had this. Well, no, actually, after it happened, I'm sorry. Because what happens when he did that? Those is all the comedy clubs in the country were like censoring the words. Like you can't say the word nigger anymore. You can't say nigger anymore because because of what Kramer did. And we're like, what the fuck? Like even our, me? Like you can't tell me what to say. So, me and Pablo wrote this bit where it's an infomercial. And uh, I'd come in, I'd say the N-word for him, and he would go, have you always wanted to say the N-word, but you couldn't say because you were afraid you might be Michael Kramer? Well, now, join my new program, get someone to say it for you. And I run out, and he goes, get a, get a black guy to say it for you. He goes, what's up, my, and he gives him the mic, I go, nigga. He goes, yeah, what's up with all my niggas out there? He goes, you can use it for anything. Let's say you're walking down the street, and we're walking. He goes, hey, I'm hungry. Let me get a pack of chips. What flavor? Salt and Vin, nigga, right? <laughs> and then he go. And go, hey, hey, even you can you, you can even use it when someone's talking shit. Hey, Ash, that guy over there says he has a big dick. Nigga, please. Right? <laughs> yeah. come out with please. And then we'll end with, um, hey, we're going to go to our favorite, uh, watch our favorite movie with our favorite comedian, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nigga, like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we wrote that bit. And then uh, I did it over here with somebody uh, with somebody else, uh, another comic called Gabriel Rossi. And we did it for the first time at the Comics Lounge. And fucking mid, 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 midway through, Karen got up. And fucking went to the bars, just started yelling and complaining and this and that. And I go out there afterwards, and she's complaining again, and she's trying to defend me. You know how to get like to get offended on my behalf and shit. Yeah, she's like, "So you're gonna get this monkey to go out there and you know and, and do the n word?" I'm like, "Bitch, you just called me a monkey." That's so shit, dude. That's Don't you see the fucking <laughs> irony in that? That's unreal. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? fuck that's like the ago. worst thing from saying like a hard art version. Dude, that's know? like that's worse than anything. Yeah. I, I've, I'm like, you gonna call me a monkey and try to, oh, fucking hell, man. So. That was like, um, which which clothing brand was it? Like G? Uh, was it, I was a H&M. H&M that had like yeah. cheeky little monkey and they had a little a black, black kid, kid on there. Yeah. 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 Fucking hell! That's so. That but that's that, that's crazy. such a Melbourne thing for someone to be offended on your behalf and then be like, you know what? Someone yeah. of that culture can't say that word because that might be offensive to other people. It's uh, Ooh. it's it's ridiculous. And they need my help. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing too, which yeah. always grosses me out. They like you know, like Bill Burr said, they like to hijack the movement. It's true though. Yeah. I, I was saying that I was I was. You ever write a you ever work on a joke and it's not there yet but you're working on it and it's not there to the point where you want to say it yet 
So yeah. used to work on it, and then boom, like a celebrity just does it. Yes. Yeah, go, that's fuck. happened to me a few times oh now. Oh my and gosh. Like, fuck. Yeah. Man. That's it's it's the worst because you can't do it anymore. And if you do do it, people go, oh, that's so and so's joke and this and that. Cause I do a, I do a, I do a joke about Australian accents and, and slang, and I put it on TikTok. It actually went viral. But in the midst of it going viral, there were people saying I'm stealing material from Arch Barker, and I just I ignored it at first, and then I got really pissed because this one guy tagged Arch Barker. He goes, "Hey, Arch, this guy's doing your material." He doesn't know that I know Arch. I'm friends with Arch, so I tag him in the same comment. I'm like, "You fucking idiot! This is called parallel development. Just because you heard it by Arch first doesn't mean that he was the first person to say it. This is a common premise, but it was a different punchline." And I say, "Oh, by the way, I know Arch. I tagged Arch. I'm like, hey, Arch, look at this idiot. Think I'm stealing your material?" And I put the laughing face emoji, and then Arch came back and liked it. Yeah. So fuck you, motherfucker. It's like you know, yeah, not not the fucking comedy. And that's that is like there is parallels to an American living in Australia, absolutely, or an Australian living in America, absolutely. What absolutely. we notice, and as a comic, that's it's almost subconscious that you notice things when you're in another country about their culture that you don't do back home. Of course, that that's just the way. To, if you went to America, I, I'm I'm certainly aware that you would have jokes that other Australians would have when there as well. It's just because we're all human; we all think the same, so to speak. Mm. But it's sometimes the general public. It's just it's upsetting. When I think the worst thing you could be called, aside from a rapist in the community, is a joke thief. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's also it's also not the eighties anymore. Like how many millions of people, billions of people there are in the world, and how many more people are doing comedy, and how much comedy has been done since it started. Absolutely. To be like you haven't had a one hundred percent original individual thought. It's just like. Fucking, you want me to go to the moon next, cunt? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, man. It's all been said before. It's just how you say it. It's literally that thought that you said. I have, I've had the exact same thing where I was probably two years into comedy. I was in Canberra at the time, and it was about how I hate paper straws. Mm. And it all came about from that photo of the turtle with the straw in his nose. <laughs> and I was like, everyone wants to talk about pollution and humans being the problem, but no one wants to talk about the fact that that turtle has a cocaine addiction. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, this is the best bit. Like I'd, I'd done it like four or five times. Me and my missus went to Hawaii and we're on the plane back and I can't sleep. Everyone else is asleep on the plane. And I'd heard of people like Joey Diaz doing comedy degenerates or whatever it's called on Netflix. So yeah, I pop yeah. it open. I'm like, oh, Darnell Rawlings. Like, yeah. I've heard great things, but I've never watched any of his material. Oh, so great. I watched he's it. Great. Yeah. Bro, literally word for word said the exact same thing. And I just was like... Fuck! Yeah. On like the middle of a plane, like it's work. My missus yeah. up. People are looking around like yeah. they're saying, yeah. "She's like, what's wrong?" I was like, "Me and Darnell Rawlings have the same yeah. joke." And does and no one's the general public. They're ignorant, which is a good thing because it makes you look better. But their ignorance plays because it's it's a bad thing because they don't know. They don't know. They just see a famous person do it and they automatically think, "Well, they're famous. You stole it from them. Yeah. I saw it on TV." Um, even if they saw you do a joke first, they'll see you do a joke first and then they'll see you on television. Oh, that's where you got it from. Yeah. You, you can't get a yeah. benefit of the doubt, you know? Exactly. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it re- that, that shit sucks. Yeah. It, but it happens to every comic. Like it's happened to me twice. And the only other time it had happened was when, do you remember a few years ago, maybe like 2019 that they were complaining that there's Victoria, that the Victoria secret runway doesn't represent plus size women. Have you seen that? No, nah, but yeah. um, so, Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, so they were they were blowing up about that. And this is why I kind of stopped doing material that's like popping in the news because right. inevitably you're going to get caught up trying to do something that another comic is like looking at the exact same article. Of course. But the joke that I had was about 
you know, just because you want to be represented at an elite level doesn't mean that you should. Right. There's supermodels that aren't hot enough to be on the Victoria's Secret run- runway. It's the elite of the elite. Right. It'd be like me as a five foot nine white guy who's overweight being like, hey, there isn't enough representation of us in the NBA. Right. <laughs> and just okay. because I want to play in the NBA doesn't mean that I'm entitled to play in the NBA. Right, right. And I can't remember who it was, but literally after three weeks of doing that joke, Saw it online. I was like, "Fucking goddamn it, it dude!" Have to retire another one. There so. it is. That, that, that's why topical jokes are like they're like uh, they're in for the season. You get you, yeah. You, if you have to say the words, remember when you gotta let go of that joke. If a joke starts off, remember when, and it didn't start off that way in the original. Like sometimes you gotta say remember when, and it makes sense because that's because it's so long time ago. But you'll start off a joke. Let's say when Mike Tyson bit Holyfield's ear, right? It's fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. And after, after a while. You start off by saying, uh, "Man, when Mike Tyson bit his ear, you, you can go right into it." And then a couple of months go by, you start going. Remember when Mike Tyson? That's when that joke has to go. Yeah, yeah, it's like for sure. You, you now you're. It's just a big sign that fucking you, you're holding on to, like that guy holding on to his hair when he's balding and shit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Trying to shave it off, mate. Different yeah. ways. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Unless you're like using it as a jumping off point, where exactly. like your joke isn't actually about that, but you need to use that to right. get to somewhere else. Of course. That's fine. But yeah, like if you know, if we're sitting here going like, "Hey guys, remember, remember in lockdowns?" It's yeah. just like, "Can't it's been three years? Uh, yeah. Stop it." Yeah. yeah, it's funny when you see people that like they still got a bulk of their material is about COVID. Yeah, and you're mm. like, dude, what are you? Yeah, what are we doing? Yep, yep. That's the thing, and that's like, so if it's it's okay if if it's relevant. To what you're saying now, but it's like you know, it's it's you de- you're beating a dead horse with that shit, man. It's like, yeah. and at the and what sucks is even when we came back from the lockdown and and, and um, well, we were in, I was in Melbourne, so we had a really rough. Yeah, yeah. All the comics were scared to go on stage. We didn't know what we were doing. It was so fucking weird to see. I've never seen anything like it in my life. We haven't done comedy in so long that all of us were just dropping like flies on stage. Everybody was like fucking the first time. We didn't. It was the weirdest. I've never felt that feeling in my life except for when I first started doing comedy. We didn't worry, and everybody had COVID jokes. And because we weren't, you know, we kind of forgot, not forgot, we weren't that fresh. It was still fucking, and by the time we worked it out, COVID was over. Yeah. So it was like, fuck, we can't. You're, say not, it anymore. you're not match fit. Nah. Yeah. That's why it's important, man. I don't know, like, how you got, how often you guys perform, but I perform, I make it a point to do a minimum of three open mics a week if I don't have any professional shows to do. You know, a minimum of, and to me, the shittier the open mic, the better it is because it just puts you in a position to work out. You know, it makes you, it, 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 get, it, it builds you that strength. If you consistently do, like, if you're always doing um, Newcastle, that's like a treat. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's a, it's a reward. That's, that's a show that, you know, you get rewarded. It's an, a reward to do that show. We've seen open mics there where there was literally standing room. So wow. like double of what we did last night wow. would have been in there for an open mic. Wow. And you're sitting around going, this is fucking lunacy. It's crazy. And, 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 they're, and they're punters, not comics? They're punters. punters bro. They're wow. people that just wanted to come and watch comedy. In Newcastle. In yeah. Newcastle, yeah. That's so great, man. So like we'd, we've had that and then it's been, it's a double-edged sword because people would only want to go to the Newcastle Comedy Club to do comedy. Mm-hmm. People didn't want to go to other rooms to do it. Other rooms eventually are losing comics. The punters, like, it's becoming, like, once or twice a month, a certain room would be on. Mm-hmm. And then eventually some comics would stop coming, but the audience would always deteriorate. Wouldn't yeah. be great. Wouldn't be yeah. a great room. Yeah. And now we've got, like, two open mics. How many? Uh, what was the scene before Newcastle? 
there oh, was um, so I had moved pretty much as it opened, but there used to be um, prior to that there was one at a place called the Crown and Anchor. Right. There was one at the Stag and Hunter, the Kent Hotel. Uh, there probably would have been fire cell. Cardiff RSL, so mm. there probably would have been about four or five, and and Newey Comics that are listening to this would be screaming out three or four more, I'm sure. Would well, you? Would was there opportunity to do open mic every night? Was no, there? unfortunately not. So sometimes you'd you'd have like three a week, and then sometimes you'd have one a week. Sometimes it'd be two a week, and it just depended on where it fit. Ah, uh, so there. so those, those mics are like monthly or fortnightly then. Yeah, and it it would have to come. So there's no opportunity to do open mic every night. No, unfortunately no, no, not. No, no. That's crazy. No. Yeah, a few boys have like banded together, and we've just started going around to venues to be like, "Hey, can we get some paid shows, or can we get open mics on?" Yeah, you on Monday, you on Tuesday, you on you on Thursday. Yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's and that's the annoying thing because out of a handful of comics, there's probably about three or four dudes that are willing to do that. And then everyone else will just complain that there's not enough open mics. That's, but that's great though. The, that you you might that that could actually do play in your favor because you can be like the Godfathers if they don't want to join, then you just run the shit. Because that's what this that that's a, that's more powerful because you become really powerful in the business if you start running open mics. You know what I'm saying? You first of all, you'll always have a room to run. Second of all, if there's other rooms, they're gonna book you because they want to do your rooms. So yeah, so great. If they don't do it, then fine. That's that's how it is in this industry. That's that's why we need agents and managers because. We don't want to fucking do all that shit that they're doing. Yeah, it's getting creatives to do non-creative stuff is like fucking pulling teeth for a lot of people, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll, and it, it's I'll, like, I'll put my hand up too, man. Like I ran a room in Canberra. Mm-hmm. I ran it for about 18 months. And dude, it was fucking hard, bro. In terms of just like getting yourself up to do it. Because it's like it's not but, something that you like want to do. And then you like, then you get into it and you start... You know, looking at it from like another lens that you weren't before. Yeah, it's a it's odd, man. It's it, it's good to like. It's definitely good to like get yourself in like the X's nose side of fucking what is actually this business that you're doing. That's the thing, though. So then, what happens when you? It's almost like you know you know you have a room, but you don't want to do it because it's your room. And you got other fucking things that you got to worry about. This cunt pulling out, and can mm. we get this person in? And there's so much uh, administrative stuff you have to do. You just want to be a comic. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. It's almost yeah. like a positive and a. And negative, yeah. like it's just it's counterintuitive mm, to yeah. a degree. I think what also sets some people back as well is they want to run a room, but they want to run a successful room. They right. don't want to have the stragglers of the open mics, those mentally mm. ill people, the people that do the same five minutes for five years. Yeah, it's never worked. They've never adjusted the material. Right. And I think what some people worry about is, oh, okay, this guy wants to come and do my open mic, but his shit. But if I say no to him, am I going to look like a cunt? That's the thing, man. Yeah, that's definitely uh, it for sure, dude. Especially yeah. when you're a small scene, dude. And it's just, yeah. There's yeah. just people who have signed up for every single open mic. Yeah. Like I ran a curated open mic. So it was kind of like, it was an open mic, but I wanted to just make people who I knew really were trying to make a good fist of comedy. Right. I wanted to give them priority right and then it was just people who sign up for every single one yeah. they've never been on a showcase mm-hmm. and like just eventually they're just like oh when are you gonna when am i gonna get up on your room and you're just sitting there going like fucking not until yeah. i see you do fucking well more than three yeah. times in a row can't fucking that, hell that's that that's i got a room that's been running for 10 years in melbourne called funny at the brunny so fucking we started out the way, the way we started out was before i got deported we we started out um with a. Uh, um, I did it differently. I did like Def Jam. What I did was there was no MC. I came out, 
did the fucking 10 warm up and then we had a DJ like next comedian and the next comedian like then that's how it was and people were saying it's not gonna work you gotta have an MC I'm like see that's cause you're thinking backwards you know I'm like this is something that's different it's gonna work and our first night was a fucking success and the, the magazines came down and did a whole story on it and we've been running strong for we just celebrated it as a matter of fact this November will be 11 years and what we decided to do was you know how you sandwich jokes mm-hmm. you sandwich comics yeah, you don't know this motherfucker, you because you, you want to give comics the opportunity to to get better, but you also want the audience to be um, content as well with them, so they can come back. So there's a that's a balance. Like this comic is a you know a one comic, this comic is a ten. So we're gonna do we're gonna have we're gonna have one ten comic, another ten comic, and then put a fucking number one in in the middle. Yeah, give them a spot and then save them with a fucking eight or seven, whatever the fucking yeah. number is. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I get you. You have to, but, but but you would have to know the comics ability. You know what I'm saying? And that for me. And it became to the point where, like, I couldn't deal with it anymore, booking comics and this and that type of shit. So I, might, I let my friend run it. So now I have the luxury of just going there and performing all the time, not having to work. But he's organized as fuck, so he's, like, very, very good at what he does. So if it's two of you guys running him, it's, it's easier. Yeah, I agree. And you need to have someone that is of that organization and orientation. Yes. Someone who's, like, very to the point, knows what to do. Because, like, our, our shows have, our, our room has a three-month like booking in advance, like put okay. period. Like you ask a comic, when are you up? Oh, I'm on fucking February 2024. Like yeah. I'm exaggerating, but they'll. That's how like potent the room is. But we, our room is known for giving everybody a chance. We give every unless you um, don't bring your ego and don't bring your um, clicky. I don't know if you have clicks here, but it clicks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, bring, don't bring that clicky shit here. Just fucking come in, do your thing, and be be great to everybody. It will be great to you. So that that it could work. But I don't know what the what the how many comics are here. It's a good question, eh? Maybe twenty. No, there's probably more than that, surely. Yeah, really? there's like the thing is we've got. Yeah, what a, do you mean by comic? We've got a blend of <laughs> yeah, we've got a blend of people that want to be comedians. Yeah, and then we've got a blend of hobbyists as well. The good thing about Newcastle is everyone's nice and supportive of one another. Yes. Like in yes. Canberra, there was definitely clicks, and it was almost like the minute that if me and this guy hang out. No matter how nice I've been to this group of people, oh, you're you're hanging yeah, out with those guys. Yeah. You're not getting on our rooms. Yeah, yeah, it's so. And you're like, what the fuck? Like I've always been chill and cool to you, and then it's like they almost kind of make up a reason to. It happens at not all. like you. It's it's something that's unavoidable. It happens at all levels. I mean, we were told if we did the improv, we couldn't do the comedy store. If we did the comedy store, we couldn't do a laugh factory. But they did that to comics who weren't that popular. The famous ones could do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Yeah. So I was like, if if I was told if I if I do this club, I can't do the improv anymore in Hollywood. If I did the comedy, so I never did the comedy store for that reason because I wasn't that 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 far. So I just stuck doing the Hollywood improv, and so it, there's no there's no uh, there's no um you can't avoid it. So it happens with the the it, you're gonna deal with the same shit mm. throughout your whole career, just on a different level. You'll be stronger to put up with it. That's all it is. Look, Dave Chappelle got had had fucking problems. Yeah, you know? he's Chappelle. He had yeah. to fucking leave and fucking go to Africa and come back. He had to see. He had you know people around him were changing. It happens at all. There's never gonna be a time, and I guarantee you, mark my words. When it starts getting really big here, you'll start noticing the shift. You'll start noticing the egos will start coming. Cause right now over here, from what I see so far, and a little bit there's I've been hearing by talking to you guys, that is a very very uh, warm, enjoyable feeling. Yeah, it two is. three years from now, you're gonna be like, man, remember the time it was really nice here. This is because it's still fresh here. Everybody's fucking, you know, ignorant and they're nice. Mm. Yeah. But then the bigger it becomes, 
Eagles start coming and play, being in place and things start happening. So just enjoy it while you can, motherfuckers. Yeah, for sure. Because this shit's going to change. Yeah. I want, that's why I want to, while we're conscious of that exact thing, I want to, and I'm sure you feel the same way, is like work hard at still fostering this supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Like if you know that that's coming, yeah. like it's easier to prepare for a flood if you know the flood's coming. Absolutely. You, know what I mean? you can sandbank your fucking business. Absolutely. But so we got to fucking do the same thing against fucking gay cunts. But I think, I think what we're like, <laughs> where we are pretty lucky is Elliot's a comedian, mm-hmm. James a comedian, mm-hmm. Brady's a filmmaker, mm-hmm. teacher and a comedian. Okay. And they are just like a... Their whole thing is about fostering growth, warm, supportive. Yep. If you want to say people are fucking retards on stage, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And they are always like team comic. And I think that if that if that does come, I think what will happen, will, it'll just be a division with the comics underneath. Yeah. Right. People being like, well, I'm a paid regular and fucking I should Here we be, go. you know, I should yeah. be getting this. Like I've had, you know, I should be getting that. Yeah, or that, that, that that's that's like yeah you gotta you gotta nip that shit in the bud yeah hundred percent don't give up who you are what you've done we're here to do a job we're here at the end of the day we're just here to work at our jokes get, get our jokes better and i also as the comics you know there's gonna be a lot of politics involved there's gonna be a lot of this and that involved to fix no matter what problem you're having in com <clears throat> in the context of comedy in the comedy no matter what problem you have no matter what it could be any fucking problem within the context of comedy you write a great joke all that shit goes away you have a fucking great, you stick to the great joke or shit goes away. Imagine having an hour of applause break jokes. Yeah. You think you give a fuck what anybody says? Yeah. You're powerful, dude. You're, mm. That's what keeps you away from, that's just, it keeps you safe. It keeps you out of politics. It keeps you in a place where they can't, you become kryptonite to the fucking bullshit if you write proper jokes. That's where it's at, man. We get caught up in, um, it happens in Melbourne a lot. People are getting caught up because they're not getting the attention that they can. They, not, you know, when you're on stage, you get that laugh, that feeling you get. Yeah, yeah. That the affirmation. You, yeah, and you feel something. A lot yeah, of comics. Yeah. That's lot. the spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy there, Ghost. Is there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's what I feel when That's I'm up God, there going dude. like, Hallelujah. I might be fucking retarded, dude. That's the Holy Ghost coming might down. Be. I don't know about might be. You are. Not <laughs> but yeah, but that that feeling that you get, some people can't get that on stage. So what they do, they start attacking your character off stage. They start saying you're this and that, and you know it's prevalent and you know. How can I say this in a nice way? Uh, amongst comics who don't have a dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, probably get canceled for saying that shit. But I'm not scared of you, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. black, motherfucker. What the fuck the, you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, those and the comics that fucking might as well not have one. You know yeah, what I mean? Like fucking, the there's a, a very low testosterone environment going on in the some one, of these fucking anything for pussy. places. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking the the ones who try to be saviors. Uh, like, yeah. fucking save me. And that's why, you know, man, you know, I think I'm, 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 be, I'm black at a great time in life because that shit. It just bounces off me like you can't come to me like with any type of disin disin disenfranchise fuck that word you know what I'm trying to say disenfranchisement right? yeah you can't cause like you can't tell me about oppression you can't tell me about like, mm. a, a white dude trying to tell me about oppression is laughable a white yeah. woman is laughable as well the only difference between me and a white woman is uh it, when it comes to like you know rape that's not, that's that's what I take that seriously like fucking okay you know what I will never talk about that or I never I would never um try to pretend or try to compare it to what I go through with them because that's 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 crazy but as far as like not getting opportunities or you know being over that shit happens to me all the time but yeah. you know what I did I fucking wrote jokes and yeah I just, and I stayed funny you, you don't think I go through shit in this industry as a black person I go through a lot of shit in hell as yeah black dude person. that's but, why it's like the best advice I ever heard um was I think it was Louis CK when he just said like the best 
thing that you could ever do for yourself in comedy is just be undeniable. Absolutely. Just yeah. be undeniable. Absolutely. You're not you're not getting shows, get better at comedy. Absolutely. You're not getting sports, get better at comedy. Like Absolutely. the the chance that someone who is undeniably amazing at comedy going completely unnoticed is almost zero. It's, it's, it, so it, just it be zero. undeniable. Absolutely. When you go on stage because at the end of the day, that's where the truth comes out. Yes. When you're on stage, that's why I love comics. It's so honest. You could have all the fucking backup. That's just off stage. Floyd Mayweather says it best, man. Floyd Mayweather was do, was doing his press call, press whatever they call that shit before they fight, and then um, the people were cheering his opponent's name, right? And it was his turn to talk. He goes, "You know what, man? That's great. They're cheering for you. I'm happy for you. But when you're on the ring, they can't come in with you. They can't, they could they could cheer you on, but they can't. You got to fight. Yeah, they got to fight help, me, yeah. and they mm. can't, they can't help you." Cause that's that's the truth, and that's how it is. What is in comedy? You can have all the backup you want to. You can have all these clicks mm-hmm. that you want to. Those motherfuckers aren't gonna be there for you on stage because there's you and the audience. That's who matters. The people, the audience. And if you can't, if the motherfucker that you're after is better at you with the audience, you're never gonna win. Yeah. Never. Yeah. You'll and I think win. that as well. Like back to that is you need to as a comic as well create your own opportunities. Yep. You need to. You know if. If it's hard to get on certain lineups because there's 70 people that want to do it, yeah, start your own shit. Yeah. Make your own room. Yeah, make your own like, room. Yep. I've spoken to a comic who's been on the pod before, Ben McLennan. He's mm. fucking hilarious. And his his like thought process was, you know, he doesn't want to beg for spots and he w- I don't think he'd mind me saying this, but he wants to grow as a comic. So he goes, well, I don't want to steal from the club and do a room, you know, 10 minutes down the road. Uh, yeah, good. So he's going on outskirts of Newcastle. Yeah. And he's hitting up places like Maitland and Cessnock and fucking the Bradford Rutherford. Hotel and, yeah, yeah, Rutherford, like all these other places. And he's like, <clears throat> I'll bring the show to you. That's that's 100% what it is. Yeah, give me the room. I'll bring the talent. We'll have a fun night. And that's very smart on his part to be that etiquette, to have that etiquette to not do something that's so close. We've had, um, we run on a, we run on a Monday night every Monday and we've had three rooms um, open open on a monday night you know where they were all of them within two minutes walking distance at the same time on a monday night yeah and the first one we said what are you doing fucking we we decided we're not gonna go against them we're not gonna tell them what to do but then we're already an establishment and then fucking that the, the the people running that room which is it was really literally the next block they started a room after we were already four years in right the first one and then the motherfuckers who would run the room won't get any people and then they'll come to our room and try to get a spot and we're like no what the fuck are you doing you shouldn't be it's a monday night you could you, you, you we you could have done it like on a tuesday we're like, yeah there's six other days can't why are you slinging drugs on my block yeah you know what i'm saying get the fuck off my block so and recently we had another one happen not too long ago which was around the corner and i'm like what are you what are you doing what are you and then they all faltered you know and it's like fucking you so I appreciate Ben, his name. Yeah, do, having the 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 foresight to to be like, yo, I'm not gonna do some shit next door to somebody else's shit. Yeah, he's a hustler as well, man. Like he, you know, he's got two kids, um, and he just pretty much just works his tail off by, like, he won't even sign up to mics. He's like, I'm not going on mics unless I've got a new bit that I know will kill. Exactly. He's like, I'm yeah. not going up there to just do shit that I know works to waste everyone's time. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying new shit every time I get up there. Yeah. There's there's no honor in that. There's no honor in killing with your material unless you're paying, you're getting paid to do it. Then you got a job to do. But the open mic is designed. That's why I love open mic so much. I I, I say this all the time to comedians. They sometimes they look at me and go, "Why are you here?" I'm like, "Because you're here." For the same reason you're here. Just because I have like like I said last week, last month was my 27th year in this business. I I make money off of comedy. I tour frequently. I do a lot of you know 
chips and I, you know, that's how I make my living. But doesn't mean that fucking that joke is going to sustain me for the rest of my life. Jokes are going to sustain you. Not that one joke or that one set. You got to evolve. You got to see what's happening. You got to have your finger on the post. Like 50 Cent listens to fucking music of today's time so you can keep on, on track what's going on. You just can't be comfortable in the environment that you're in because this generation that's coming up is going to surpass you. And you and you work so hard to be, you know, one of the top dogs. To stay a top dog, you got to have the mamba mentality. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Athletes go to training, dude. Yeah. You gotta, Athletes fucking go to football training, dude. You need to go to training. You exactly. can't just play. Exactly. You can't just play. It's, and it's, it, it literally is a muscle you're working out mm-hmm. on your brain. Because, you know, there's even when it comes to science... The more you do something, you, de- you develop neuroplasticity. You know, you you literally wire your brain a certain way through thought over and over again. That's crazy. Like, if you think about something so much, there's actually a, a, a fabric in your brain that develops called, you know, neuroplasticity, which is a wire. Now you're hard wiring yourself to think a certain way. That's why people who are fucking angry all the time, they can't get out of that shit because they're fucking wired that way. If the people who are construction workers, when you're good at something, you, whatever you're doing over and over again, you become wired a certain way to the point where you, you can do it with your eyes closed. So that's how it is in comedy. Whenever you write a new joke, whenever you write a new a new um a new thought process comes about, you develop a certain new wire and and you hardwire it that way. So, break, science tells you that shit. Science tells you, you keep writing new jokes, your your brain becomes stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. If you stay the same, you stay the same. You don't develop anything new. So and you see guys, important. you see guys like Mark Norman, and they can't snap out of it. Yeah, he's just like you listen to him on Protect Our Parks or podcasts or whatever, and he's always like, brruh, brruh, like, and yeah, he like yeah. he could not stop himself from making the joke. He's wired that way. He's wired that he's way. He's wired that way. I saw him at the airport when he was here, and uh, yeah, I was like, that's, that's fucking Mark Norman. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. We're in a lounge together. I'm like, how the fuck did he get first class with a Virgin? There's no Virgin in America, but yeah. Oh really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, because we were. I was, it was me and the comic called Daniel Connell. And uh, we were at the lounge coming back from a ship, and he was there because he was he was just here. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, a couple of um, I went maybe two three months ago. Yeah, he was here. So yeah, so back to what I was saying, yeah, it's it's important to maintain your freshness, man. You got to stay fresh. You got to stay. Uh, you, you get washed up by doing the same material over and over again. Yeah. I almost fell into that trap. So. And how do you like to write your material? When I feel like it. Yeah, Hell I don't. Yeah. F- I, there's, I'm trying to do. There's a comic called Daniel Connell who I admire a lot. I know him. Yeah, I, I, he's like, as far as admiration goes, I have a lot of admiration for him because this motherfucker, he does it like a job. He gets up, he he gets dressed, he gives his, like like he like as a job, he, and he gives his kids to his wife. He from twelve eleven o'clock or to twelve o'clock. Sometime he goes in his room and he just locks the door and he writes every day and he, he says sometimes nothing comes but he's sister anyway he makes it a habit and every year he's been doing comedy I don't know how long but every year he has a new hour and the hour is fucking funny yeah mm-hmm. not like, it's, not, it's not like Josie's just writing to, to get rid of he's just fucking he's the, and I wish I'm trying to get that mentality but for me if I don't feel it I can't force it yeah it's, bro, one it's of fucking those... hard man I can uh, I can I'm the same like I can only do it when the idea comes to me and I can feel like it if I try to make myself do it I feel like I'm just staring at yourself. a blank page yeah. it's not real yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm that I'm, a I'm that acting feel. like someone who works at their craft yeah yeah and not it's real. interesting that thought pattern though because I've had I've interviewed a few comics and they've said similar things some say I don't write I go on stage and I I work my bit out and I'm like that's fucking crazy Sometimes, and then yeah. 
Others are like, nah, like Nick Shuler, methodically, every night writes from this time to that time. Yeah, he would seem like the type of guy that does that. Yeah, I know yeah, Nick he very is. Well. He's a fucking, we love Nick. Yeah, he, <laughs> he loves Nick, dude. <laughs> he, can't, he was doing, you were asking him a story about the girl, who, the girl who cried during his set. So he came to my room to do, he does, he does, he does my room quite a lot. And uh, uh, to his credit, he handled it very well. He's on stage, you know how Nick is, very like monotone. Dry. Deadpan, just doing his jokes. And some girls at the bar and. And she just says something to him, and he's like, oh, what was that? And then she's like, how could you say it? And he's like, um, oh, he didn't even say anything to marry her, right? And next thing you know, she just starts crying, like loudly crying, and everybody's uncomfortable. And he's he's closing the show. And we, he just said it like, fuck it. And he, I don't know what he did, but he got through it. So whenever I see him, I go, hey, man, you're on tonight. Try not, try not to make anybody cry today. <laughs> That's try, so funny, dude. Because he's the nicest guy. Exactly. Yeah. He's so fucking nice, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. he's such a good... Like, we started together. Yeah. Like, so fucking... I did my first ever, like, festival shows, like, on split bills with him. Yeah. Like, going to Melbourne and Adelaide and stuff like that. And he's just, like, the, just a nice boy, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, hey, a nice a, boy. A nice car, private school boy. A car's going <laughs> to run over your foot or you'll make that girl cry. He's like, which foot yeah. is going to roll over? You know yeah. what I mean? Like That's he, how he is. Yeah, he's the nicest. That... that he, he's, he dealt with it very, very well. I was like, oh, man. Here comes here comes Crybaby whenever I see him. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to fuck with him. So this was a girl over there trying to, trying to look her direction and go, she might cry. Because she just started crying out of nowhere for no fucking... Because she was trying to win the argument. Yeah. And, but there was no argument being had. Because she said, he said something about... I think I think something about being Jewish. Because he's Jewish, right? Yeah. And he said something about... And then she got upset. And, like, he was just doing his set. He didn't, he didn't do anything... For her to behave the way she was behaving in the audience, but it's Melbourne. Yeah, that's so. also that's also girl stuff if I've ever heard of it. Yeah, losing the argument, just start crying. Yeah, nothing yeah. to do with you, yeah. <laughs> and then end up crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, now I win. Oh, he's making valid logical points. Uh, I better start crying. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I didn't know Nick was Jewish. That makes sense. Why he's so funny? Yeah, he is very, he's very Jewish, and that's why he's you know good with money. Is he? He is very good with money, yes. I'm going to rob him when I see him then. Yeah. yeah. Let's all get, him, let's all go get our piece, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you guys a piece. I'm like, hey, I heard you're good with money. You're not going to miss this. Mm. So but you you started in Miami 27 years ago. I've heard a little bit of I've heard a little bit of stories, but um, I want to hear like some wild shit that's happened on tours or the bomb that haunts you the most. Just I've no. like 27 years of doing comedy. What are some... Fucking crazy highlights. When I first started doing comedy, my parents were like, you can't do that in this house. So they made me, they kicked me, they kicked me out of the house. I was 18. When you're 18, you're that young, you just fucking, all right, cool. So I live in my car, I had a routine where I sleep in my, and I'll sleep in front, in the garage, in the garage of the comedy club that I want to perform at, or at, at my girlfriend's, in front of my girlfriend's house and her, and, and the car. Because her mom was cool. Mom was like, listen, I know you're homeless, but you can't sleep in my house, but you can sleep in the front yard if you, if you feel safe. So I just do that. And then, I used to work downstairs at a restaurant in an alien costume, handing out flyers at fucking um, Cyber Cafe, was what it was called, right? And the improv was upstairs, the comedy club. And I would go visit them. And the, the one day the manager goes, why are you always visiting us here? I said, because I want to I wanna, I like, wanna perform here. He goes, why don't you get, get a fucking job here? Uh, nigga, I went downstairs. I took off that fucking shitty costume, <laughs> the fucking hotness and the fucking weird co- I said, I quit. And then they and they said, why? Because I'm gonna do comedy. Go, oh, you're gonna do comedy. So they were so cool because we went upstairs. So I went upstairs and I was telemarketing in the daytime. I was running food, which is a person who goes out and gives food, not a yeah. waiter, at night. And then I'll sleep in my car. But I saw how this whole energy was working. I saw for the first time when someone will call for the manager, he'll go tell him I'm not here. I'm like, oh, but you are here. But tell me you're not here. So I'm like, okay, I learned. I put that shit. And then I got to meet all these comics who would come through. 
Like Chappelle came through. This was before he was big. He just finished doing Blue Streak. Uh, Dom Herrera, all these companies come through, and I watched and I watched, and I started doing like an open mic. Um, um, uh, I did an open mic there. It was a competition, and I won. Right, my first show there, and then one day, um, uh, Pablo Francisco comes through, and we become friends. And then he came out again next year, and he let me do a spot for him. And he's like, hey, man, I think you're funny. I'm like, thanks a lot. Long story short, a month later, I had a ticket. I was like just turning 19 then. Um, I had a ticket to come live with him. He flew me to L.A. And I started living with him. I started touring with him. That's when the crazy shit started happening. Yeah. That's when it was like, oh, this is like rock and roll, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Fucking, and, you know, I'm being exposed to this shit. So now I'm doing coke. I'm doing meth. I'm doing ecstasy. And we're, we're performing Fucking every week, different improv. Sometimes we'll fly to Norway for a day or two, and they fly because he's high in demand, right? No pun intended. But um, <laughs> so we just we had this fucking thing where we would get high all the time, and then we started missing shows. And his manager goes, "All right, Ash, if Pablo misses one more show, he's going to rehab, and your career's over, right?" Because we used to like fucking um, well, we would get the itinerary for the red for radio and you know uh mm-hmm. television uh promos the next day so if we figure out okay all right so the first show the, the first radio is at 6 a.m all right so let's fucking keep partying and try to get and we'll change our flights right can change our flights and then there were times where like there's no more there's no more flights so we had to fucking get a private jet just go straight to the fucking radio <laughs> fucking getting really high and shit the worst time it's ever happened and, like they're watching us if we fuck up one more time it's over everybody one time we were supposed to go to vegas and Vegas is like a fucking half an hour flight, hour flight from where we live. And we go, fuck, man. We'll, we'll get there fucking. There's no press. We'll get there. We'll fly. That's two hours before. Two hours before. Our flight was originally booked like the day before. Like, let's keep partying. Let's keep partying. Nigga, we fucking partied and partied and partied. And then we got a flight that was leaving an hour before. We get to the airport. We get on the plane. And we fucking fly to Vegas. And we're stuck on the tarmac. The show's about to start. Uh. And we're in the Vegas time. The show's about to start. So now we're freaking out. We're freaking out. We're freaking out. Then the show's already started. I'm the first comic up, right? Because we're getting the, the, the fucking play from the on the phone. So I'm changing in the limo and shit. I'm fucking cool. And then fucking we get there. Papa goes, just fucking go out there. Go. So I'm running. Nigga, do you know about it? I'm running backstage. and People, people are pointing in the direction of where to go. I'm running. I'm thinking I'm going to go to the green room, catch a breather. Nigga, by the time I hit the fucking, uh, I can hear the crowd, I hear, Amay. This motherfucker just brought me on stage. <laughs> Uh, Ashley Feesman. So I'm running and I run straight to the fucking stage. <laughs> right to the stage. And I'm like, I look at the motherfucker, like, you bitch, you didn't even know if I was here. And I, how the fuck are you introduce me? And I'm like, how you guys doing tonight, right? And I, I used to do an intro where I used to play, come out to Chop Suey um, from Summer System of Down. I used to lip sync. Oh, yeah. So I wake up, and I fucking had to fucking lip sync. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, oh, I smoke a lot of weed. I got to catch my breath. But little did they know, I literally just went to the airport, came from the airport, the limo, and I ran all the way backstage. The theater has 2,000 people in it. And this guy, and I'm, I run straight from the limo right to the stage, and people thought it was a fucking act. Nah, nigga, that was me trying to save my career. Fuck, dude. Damn, yeah. dude. Crazy. How did your set go? Great. Great? Absolutely great. Uh, Fuck yeah. When you find out, it turns out when you run a lot, right, and you run, um, and your heart rate gets back to normal again, all this oxygen is in your fucking brain. You're able to breathe and think clear. It's a weird fucking thing, man. So I was just like able to, and I know my set, like, it was the same shit. I wasn't, I wasn't changing my material. So it was the same thing. I was only doing like 15 minutes and I brought Pablo up. And yeah, that was one of the craziest times I've, I've had. I've had a lot of crazy times, but that was one of the craziest. That's times. so funny, dude. I sprinted from Marvel Stadium into Chinatown for the Melbourne Comedy Festival because I went to watch St. Kilda play. <laughs> and because uh, like, I'm from Canberra, so I never get to see like AFL games. Yeah. And I was like, that's my team. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go down there. 
And then I made Nick Shuler was on that show. I was like, I made Nick and Chris. I was like, look, put me up last. Yes. I'm going to close. I'm yes. coming. Yeah. So I fucking like literally as the siren sounded, we won. I was like sick. High five someone next to me, put my jacket on and sprinted out of Marvel Stadium. Oh, got onto a train, caught my breath. It took me to just wherever I was supposed to go. I don't know Melbourne that well. So right. I just went to Flinders Station. That's where it and is. And I was like, I'll just go from, I'll just find my way from here. I probably could have gone like three or four steps st um, stations beforehand and just like walked there. Yeah. But I didn't know, dude. So I just ran from Flinders all the way out to fucking Chinatown, running, running, running. I run in, I climb the stairs. As I'm coming up the stairs, taking off my jacket, yeah. Nick Shuler's going, everybody put your hands together for your final act, Taylor oh Coffrey. And I'm running up the stairs. I didn't break stride. Oh and I just I threw, <laughs> I threw my jacket down and I ran up and I went to talk, dude, and just nothing came yeah. out, dude. And I was like, Ah, and I was like, fuck, man, I'm so sorry. I just ran back here from fucking Marvel Stadium. Let's go, Saints. And everyone was just like, yeah. And then, and then I fuck, I crushed, dude. Oh, yeah. I did real crushed. well, dude. Yeah. I was zoned in. I was like, I was in like flow state. Yeah, because you're running. But let me ask yeah. you a question. Did he know that you were in the building? No. No, I, I just said, look, just finish your set and bring me up. I'll be here. He must have just been on stage and thought that maybe I, I like got there, like the lights, he can't see anyone. Oh. But I was full running up the stairs as I heard him say my name and then I just kept running and fucking got on stage. That's fucking hectic. I was saying fucking, why not just wait till you see, like, oh, he's here? Okay, cool. Like, I just don't, like, not with Nick, but the guy that I was with, he just brought me up. It's crazy. But back to what you're saying, you, you, you're going to have a great set because... Something happens to your body. My wife's a nutritionist, so I learn all these things. You, something happens to your body when you overexert it, and then the recovery process, your your brain just flows. Because I have a stuttering problem, and sometimes I talk too fast, and I, and it, I have to do all this training before I go on. But before, see, I'm doing it right now before I perform. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was, it's a lack of oxygen going to the brain. So when you have a lot of oxygen going to your brain, it puts you in a flow state. It puts you in a like. You catch the words, and you—it's like the Matrix. You fucking see that shit coming. You can catch <laughs> this shit. You—you could—you're thinking two jokes ahead already. Cause you know when you're on stage, you're yeah. doing a joke, and like, okay, well, oh, and you get really excited, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna do this one next. Oh, you like then, that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it does that to you. But with, when you're in that state, you got like three of them, like, oh fuck, and, you, and then you get happier, get more comfortable. So sometimes before a show, I'll do um. Hit a bit of hit right backstage, you know, like running, running place for thirty seconds really fast. Stop and breathe for ten seconds. Run, you know what I'm saying? I do breathing exercises. I uh, I do mouth exercises and shit like that. Yeah. Sam Silla taught me one where you take a pen in your mouth and you speak, and you hold it, and for some reason it, it actually helps you with dictation when you're done because he's like to put a pen in your mouth, hold it, and just start talking. And I'm gonna say it's just read something out loud, and it's hard to talk, and you take it out. All of a sudden, all the words just come out really nice and f nice and flowy. Yeah, so. right. I did, I did Damn, see, dude. Sam Seal is full of wisdom, dude. That's my boy, man. He's my fucking boy. That's I love boy. Sam. Dude. He's my boy too. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we might take a quick break, and we'll be uh, grab another beer. We'll be right back. Hell yeah, yeah cool. And we're fucking back, guys. Taylor has taken the wheel. He's taking the wheel. He's driving. I'm scared. Yeah. And he's drinking. Yeah. Fuck. Now, he's Ash, you were saying something um, very, uh, very true when we're just sort of talking out there about how, like, you, you can't get complacent. And we are very lucky here where Newcastle 
um, is a treat, like you were saying before. Yeah. And uh, nothing pulls you out of being complacent and humbles you like an all-time bomb. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, yeah. Like an all-time fucking bomb, dude. Yeah. Last weekend, I was on the showcase. Brad and I had already done a podcast, so this is this story is about a week old, but I couldn't tell you about it. Friday night at the club. Newcastle? Newcastle. <coughs> I was there Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. I opened. I was, well, you were lubing, I was dude. the luber, bro. I yeah. was the luber. That's my to, spot, dude. That's his spot, dude. He usually spits on it. All right? <laughs> yeah. I don't do it, man. I just come in there, dude. Spit like, on those Half the work's already been done, dude. <laughs> yeah. But I was the luber, dude. Yeah. And um, I went up there and, dude, I had genuinely one of the worst fucking bombs that I have really? had almost in my whole time doing stand that bad that bad like i it's, it's easily top two bombs that i've had really like what happened dude Del- i fucking it. ate <laughs> dicks man why yes there was a cu- <laughs> there was, <laughs> yeah. i'm shocked yeah. dude I'm dude. Like, <laughs> dude no wonder you weren't didn't speak to me all week cut i was wondering about, <laughs> <laughs> you were in a hole of depression Jeez. dude dude uh there was a couple in the front row um and someone who the mc did a bit of crowd work on them and found out that they like to role play and one of their role plays that they like doing is um, pretending that they're strangers and they're just meeting for the first time and that they like hook up and stuff like that. Okay. Mm. And I was like, sick. Up there thinking I'm up first. I can't go straight into material because the crowd's not warmed up yet, really. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to do a little bit of SAR and mm. then I'm going to go into my fucking bits. And I went up there and I just... I could tell even as soon as I got up there, dude, I just got the feeling that they didn't like me. Mm. And I didn't, and I, I, I fought it and I was like, no, nah, like I was thought that I was being crazy because mm-hmm. why would I assume that? I've only been up here for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I just thought uh, maybe I'm being weird. I'm being nervous. Mm-hmm. I just got the feeling that they didn't like me, dude. You're overthinking it. So I started talking to the couple and I made a joke basically saying like, um, it'd be a good way to like get back at each other. You know, if like you had an unresolved fight, like a few a few days beforehand, like you could go up to each other and be like, "No, I actually am married, but you know what? My girlfriend's being a fucking bitch, actually." So <laughs> we can, and I just like started talking to them, dude, and they and it just dead silence, dude. <laughs> they just fucking hated me straight away, no laughter, and then I went straight into my retarded bit. Oh, so I just went straight into it, dude, and I just could not get them back like almost no laughter i had a, a couple sitting next to this original couple where the the woman was just sitting there with her arms crossed yeah just scowling at me dude yeah scowling dude and i was and i remember being up there and thinking like it's very weird that right now i don't feel anything about this situation what do you mean, like, as, as far as, like, feeling regret or s- sorrow or some shit like that? I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel hot under the collar. I didn't start I mean, getting as, anxiety as, as I was bombing. Like, I was thinking, like, man, maybe, like, a year or two ago, even, like, when you first start and mm-hmm. you're bombing, mm-hmm. you're, you're going into, like, fucking anxiety mm-hmm. overdrive. Yeah, but I was course. up there yeah. just, like, chilling. I went into another one of my bits, the old lady 
getting tased bit. Yep. I did that and I kind of like won them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, look, I understand that the hole I dug for myself at the start of this set is quite deep, but I feel like I'm halfway out of it. Right. And so people were kind of laughing and laughing. And then oh, I, you, you addressed it. Yeah. So I addressed yeah. it. I had a few people laughing and then I went into another bit, um, my iPad parents bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I basically, I was like, you know, iPad parents, whatever. And then the couple where the lady was scowling at me. She was an iPad parent. Though they were like, <laughs> they went like, woo, like bragged about it. But I was halfway through a sentence when they were doing it. Mm. And the sentence ends basically by being like, these guys are fucking scumbags. Oh, boy. And so, so they went from like the the half a second oh, of no. this lady liking me. I just straight away squashed oh. it by calling her a scumbag, dude. Oh. And then I just, I started laughing to myself. I was like fucking around a little bit. And then, I just got off stage. No, hardly anyone clapped after I had finished. How many people in the audience? Bro, 80. Oh, my oh, god! So this is, I, I will fucking eight dicks, dude. I got off. Ethan Bentley was up there and he he just started, he was just laughing. And I was like, fuck. And then he was like, fucking hell, cunt. Now you've made me nervous, man. Because I, <laughs> because I thought all of that was funny. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And then I just fucking dapped everyone up and I was like, I'm going to go home, dude. I, and I ended my set with, um, thanks, everybody. I'm Taylor Coftry and I'm going to go and kill myself. Uh, wow. yeah. And then I just, and then I just left and then. What oh. happened? How was it? How was it a hard room, hard night? It was the the MC didn't exactly set the room on fire. Right. Who is the MC? We can Mitch Garling. It was okay. Mitch Garling, but but I've seen him and he was doing all of his stuff and I thought he was good. Yeah. So like it was just one of those ones where it coupled with. And you went on first. I went on first. I I think it also had a little bit to do with like I think I just had too many sets in a row where I have done really well. Yeah, one coming and. I just, you got to have it coming, bro. Like you got to pay the com- piper sometimes. You got to pay the piper, dude. Sometimes comedy just comes and goes, nah, chill, so dude. So you didn't, you didn't mind, you didn't go, fuck, okay, this crowd, this crowd is not um, as receptive as normal, so I'm going to just uh, switch gears and and, and get, get on my side. And it sounds like, it sounds like instead you went, fuck it, I'm going to do my thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, doubled, that's what I did, down. dude. Yeah, that's, and that's, the chips were low and you just went all yeah. in. Because we, <laughs> we go fucking, I'll get them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was. I was like, yeah. dude, that's trust me, these guys are gonna love me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, fucking, and they just hated me, man. And then the very next night, same lineup, I went up there, crushed. Yeah, one of the best sets that I've actually ever had. The very next night, yeah. with the exact same material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's just one of those things. It's dude. funny that I'll get him. Yeah, that mentality. And sometimes you'll be at an open mic or something, and someone who has confidence and has whatever and they get up there and they do their bits that yeah. they know work and yeah. it's just nothing. And then the next person gets yeah. up, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting in the lineup and you just watch like four prisoners just get taken to death row and executed. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And you're like, that's them motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That ain't me yeah, though. That ain't me. Yeah. And then you get up there and you're Rookies. just like, fuck. And then you try to do it like, I yeah. think the one, one, like thing that I learned out of this is that it happened at the stag and hunter probably about four months ago. And I did like my first bit, which I know works nothing. Mm. And then I did another smaller bit, nothing. Mm. And I was like, okay, what do you guys want to hear about? Mm. Yell suggestions. I'll fucking freestyle for you. Like, what do you want? Mm. The voice referendum. Yeah. Then yeah. like they, they did nothing. They, no one said a word. Yeah. 
And then I was like, all right. And then just went, instead of like a musket loading up, yeah. loading up, yeah. I went, fuck it. I'll just go M16 on them. Yeah. And just started fucking not giving them, a, uh, not waiting for laughter, just fucking peppering them. Just go, da, 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 da. Any, and I think any well, kills and it worked like it just it it was like the change of the rhythm like yeah they mm-hmm. wanted to dance to a certain way and everyone was playing the wrong rhythm and then I was like fucking go like this and the thing that brought my setback was calling Bindi Irwin a slut people were like <laughs> yes so and and, and, and and like like you probably think in your mind how the fuck did that work like, yeah where did that come yeah. from like, I was like I've given you a polished bit yeah. that I have done for years yeah like for a long time yeah. like I know. This bit of work to set mm-hmm. him up, mm-hmm. get him like to know a little bit about me. Bang, here's this bit, mm-hmm. and then I didn't want it. And then I was just like, "Well, that just confused." Let me, me. ask you: Was the tiller was the 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 Ben Benny Irwin was that like off the cuff? Yep. See, that's that's where that, it is. That's the point I want to make. Some audiences don't want to hear structured shit, yeah. and if you're gonna do structured shit, you need to say it in a way where it sounds decrumbled as de- deconstructed as fuck. Yeah, because they they it's too rhythmic. They don't like that shit. Cause so and. I would assume that's open mic, right? Yeah. Open mics have that have that environment where they don't want to hear your they don't want to hear anything that sounds like this is rehearsed. Yeah. And so when you go off the cuff, they'll laugh at that shit because it's more real with them. It's that's what they that's what certain rooms they they want that realness. Had you been doing that in a room like let's say like Newcastle or in a room where it's like, you know, they're uh uh an, a trained audience, then it would have worked. You gotta know when. Yeah. You gotta know because sometimes and that that's the thing about crowd work too, man. Some you, Sometimes you do crowd work is is going so well, you go back into your material and it's not hitting the same way the crowd work the, the crowd work is. Yeah. So the trick is to actually go find something to the, know when to let go and land safely on your back on on your material and make it sound as if it's uh, fucking crowd work and then go into your material from there. You just can't abruptly stop doing crowd work and then because the cadence is different and the energy is different and the vibe is different. Yeah, dude. yeah. As weird as it sounds, and it's a bit of a weird phenomenon, but sometimes audiences don't want to feel like they're being performed to. That's what I'm trying to say. That's exactly yeah. what it is. They, yeah. That I'm in an audience, this is a performance, but I don't want to feel like I'm an audience member Address. or that you're a performer. Yeah. We're all hanging out and yeah. that's what they want to feel like. Yeah. Which is lucky for, for me sometimes because that's how I try to do comedy. Yeah. I try to make it seem like I'm just talking with my mates. Yeah. And, you know, then you can see like some people who are very, you know, set up punch or polish the exact same every time they will struggle and they don't know how to pull themselves out of yeah. that because they don't flex that other muscle yeah. at all yeah. yeah it's like the audience wants to be addressed they want you to they want you to make them feel like they're in the room and they're there with you it's like they because the audience they know that stuff is rehearsed right and they're willing to play along sometimes the audience is not willing to play along they want to see what you got cunt you let, let's let's yeah. see let's see you be you and we'll laugh at that shit because don't be fake with us be real with us. And yeah. your material, no matter how, it, it can come from a real place, but you said it before and we don't want to hear that shit. Because sometimes you do a joke in a room and it kills, you go and you do that same joke in a different room, it doesn't kill. Yeah. And and the joke that mm-hmm. that doesn't kill in that room will kill in this room. That, that's how that shit is. But you got to figure that shit out. You got like a fucking point and a half second to figure that shit out really quick or during your set, you got to figure it out. The audience is like a woman. They say a woman can look at a guy and know whether or not she wants to fuck him within the first couple of seconds. Yeah, that's how the audience is. They gotta yeah. know if they want, if you if they want to fuck you and go. They get, they're judging you um, before you even say hello. That's what like I I can't remember who it was, but they said you know one thing that they always tell open micers is dress like you're going on a date. Okay. And the the reason is like put yourself together well, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you're going to give yourself a bit better of an opportunity if you're like well put together. Mm-hmm. Of course, if your stick is to be a, a like a dude in tracksuit pants with like long hair and a beanie or whatever, and you're like going for that skater vibe, then that can be you. But they're just like dress like you're going on a date, dress like you're trying to fucking impress. Yeah, that could, that could see. I wouldn't. I agree with that to a certain extent because that that can work against you because then you look like a cunt. You could like, oh, this, yeah. guy thinks, this guy thinks he's better than us. Luckily, yeah. the clothes I wear to dates are just, I look like a 15-year-old skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I dress according to how I'm feeling that day mm. and whatever I'm feeling. Um, um, at an open mic last week, I did a show at my open mic on Monday, and it was the same clothes I was wearing for two days because I was just fucking one of those zones where I just been home all day. I just got back from a, you know from a trip. I'm like, fucking, all right, cool. So I put on, I showered and everything. I put on the same clothes. And then I was outside, and then two different comments came up to me and told me that I looked homeless at different times. It was, like, it was back-to-back. I go, oh, I thought you were homeless. And they walk into the room, and another guy goes, hey, fucking, what's always fucking, did you get kicked out of your house? I'm like, fuck, is it that bad? I go, fuck it, I don't give a fuck. It's my room, I go on stage. Nigga, I went on stage and fucking, you thought you ate a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like, you got too complacent, bro. You got to, you're like, fuck, I'm not looking drippy as hell. Dude. Yeah. Fuck, I'm like, I'm, my, my, my mind is, no, I was going to book. It's my fucking room. What, what am I going to book? I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to book, book, you, book yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, even even then, you get complacent. You just dress the way you want to dress, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. typically like jeans and a, and a basic tee anyway. Yeah. That's that and maybe like a nice pair of shoes. And yeah. that's basically. All I ever really wear. I don't ever try to go too extravagant. There was a time where I would wear like nicer clothes, like a button-up shirt or like mm-hmm. a nice coat or something, depending on the weather, especially in Canberra because it's fucking cold. I had like this sheepskin coat that I would wear, mm-hmm. but that was literally because I can't be outside and I don't have one of those Michelin Man puffer jackets. So like this sheepskin coat is the only thing that can keep me warm. Yeah. I've seen comics dress too well on stage. Yeah. And, I'm like, and then you're saying these things, like, doesn't match what you're saying. It's like, uh, you can't say cunt wearing a fucking bow tie, man. Yeah. I mean, you can if if you, if you can make it work, but you got to dress towards you. At the end of the day, I think Australian audiences, because they're Australian, have they have, how is it called, tall puppy syndrome or some shit like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the level of realness that you have is going to go further than you trying to be a showboat. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to see that shit. And it was in America for some weird reason. You're a showboat and it works. You could be a fucking, you know, fucking. You guys, do you guys say showboat here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You could, you could be a fucking you can peacock Eric, a bit. Yeah, and it works over here. It's like nah, kind. Yeah. We don't. We're not feeling that shit. You're not better than us. Because it's like that's also like the element of you want to kind of give the audience the superiority. I find in Australia. Y- yeah, you want to give them a superiority, but you don't want to kiss their ass because now because they're like, oh, you fucking don't be pandering. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be pathetic. Yeah, you don't yeah. want them to see you as pathetic because I've seen, I've seen comics do get caught red-handed doing the pandering shit, and like mm. you see like a sea of people almost all at the same time just be like. Fuck, this kind sucks. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's trying to be someone yeah. that we can all tell that he yeah. isn't. Yeah, and then they just bomb yeah. hard, yeah. man. And it's just like you could have just gone up there and said what you wanted to say and done reasonably well, but everyone here can see that. Like, what are you auditioning for? Fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Australia here or some shit. Yeah, yeah. pandering is such a fucked up thing to do. Like. I don't think I, I, I when I talk about Australians in the very beginning, I do like you know like last night I'm like these people these people here are fucking nice. That's how I really feel. It's not pandering, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm dropping the N-word immediately afterwards to fucking get that taste out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys are nice, niggas. Like, just to fucking feel, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
What bothers me is when a comic is consistently pandering and it's working. That shit kills me. It's like, don't even get me started, dude. Don't even get me started. Yeah, the, oh, there's so many good looking people in here. The, yeah, or yeah. yeah, fucking hey guys, raping is wrong. Oh no shit, fucking Sherlock. Yeah, fucking yeah. If, if you're fucking, if they try to fucking, you know, like this guy was fucking racist. You know, he racing is. Ah, uh, shut the fuck. You know who deserves uh, equal pay? Yeah, exactly. Women. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're better. No, than they me. don't. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> they don't want to have to vote. But anyway, what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Company podcast, guys. Yeah, you yeah, don't need yeah, to yeah. tell our listeners that, bro. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, fuck them bitches. Not just kidding. Yeah, no, but the thing is, say the same as whatever wild shit you want. <laughs> yeah, but that 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 shit kills me when because I I won't name the comics, but there's a comic. I'm like every time it's perfect, and this motherfucker is successful. I'm like. Oh my gosh! How's this month? Every everything like, it's just it's a I, I call them a parrot. You're just saying what yeah fucking yeah what you want what, what pe- you've been taught to say yeah. basically yeah what you think people want to hear yeah and unfortunately it, it's working because it's like, what they want to hear dude that's, yeah. and that's why so, I kind of like fuck the audience sometimes I'm like there have been times where, sorry to interrupt you there have been times where I've seen a comment like that perform and the audience is like uh, falling for it. Yeah, and I get mad at the audience. I'm like, you know what, dumb motherfuckers. Just, just, just because that's happening, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna worse than fucking retard. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking just because just because you don't deserve fucking this. You you need a dose of reality right now. Yeah, because that's not how life is, motherfucker. When yeah. you yeah. catch yourself not respecting the audience, yes, that can make for a very fun set for yeah. you. It can make and the comics. <laughs> yeah, it can make yeah. for a very fun set. Everyone's going yourself. left. You're like, I'm going hard right yep. on this one. Yeah. Absolutely, it's just it it bothers me. And there's like this fucking. Like, I don't really know much about the politicians here because I just don't give a fuck. But I do know the politicians that I don't like based on the comics that like them. Oh, uh, yeah. Makes, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, during the whole vaccination thing, I saw people's true colors and fucking going after you for not being vaccinated and talking about this and that and not even having a, a, a respect for the other side of people who couldn't get vaccinated or didn't want it for whatever reasons. And it's just like... Yeah, a lot of goody two-shoes. Here's the thing. And the snitches that are like, what oh. are snitches, goody yeah. two shoes? If I tell the teacher, she might give me a gold tell star. Me about it. That shit Shut up, me. you fucking nerd, that dude. Shit, that shit, not Comedy is full of like kids who got picked last in PE, which is an annoying thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get to an adult and it's just like a whole bunch of people who on the inside without even noticing that this is the manifestation of who they are yeah. is like, I'm going to tell the teacher. Yeah, That's and they're they afraid, are. you know. And what what kind of pisses me off is like people are getting mad at people protesting against the vaccinations, and I'm like, we need those type of people in this world. Hundred percent. Without them, there is no balance. And without them, believe it or not, they saved us from a lot of shit that could have happened had they not been around. Yeah, mm. they fucking they. You know, like I I didn't go protest because fucking I was waiting for my my to be approved as a citizen. So I don't want to fuck that shit up. I'm like, you go out there, you you protest for me, bro. Hell yeah. yeah fucking, I'll, 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 I'll join you from, I'll, I'll, I'll protect you. I, I talk about it now because I'm already a citizen so they can't kick me out but I didn't want to get fucking vaccinated. Man. I didn't want to do it. Neither I, did I, dude. Yeah, I, I, it's one of my regrets actually if I'm yeah. honest. Yes. I regret getting it yeah. and that's the thing, dude. People regret getting it. No one regrets not getting it. Yeah. And that fucking eats me up inside. And then Don't the, get me started. The friend. people who were fucking, I saw comments who were fucking belittling other comics who didn't want to get it now look where are we today the people who didn't get it won yeah yeah Every, everything's back to normal and they fucking they're, they're and niggas is dropping dead left dead left and right out yeah. of nowhere yeah uh, don't, don't bro, you find that strange the day yeah, i dude, got of it of course i think that's strange the dude. day i got it 
Is this the podcast? Is this what this podcast is going to be now? <laughs> is this what this podcast is going to be now, dude? Let, now we're podcasting. Literally. Now we are podcasting, <laughs> dude. Let's go. He's been fucking I, telling me to fucking chill out on this stuff. The day dude. I got it. Hey, what do you know about Antarctica, dude? What's going on in Antarctica? <laughs> the day I got it, I started getting like literal heart cramps. Yes. And I had cramps in my heart that yes. would come on for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Like where it felt like someone had a vice on my heart. Yes. For 15 seconds. And uh-huh. I'd be like, am I having a heart attack yes. right now? What the fuck's going on? Yes. Then it stopped. And I'm like, okay, oh, cool, maybe cool. I'm wigging out. Yeah. Maybe I'm just overthinking things. Mm-hmm. And that lasted for, bro, 18 months. Yeah. And now sometimes my heart would just like, and during that time, my heart would just be like, like I'd be sitting there with an Apple watch on. Yeah. And it's like your heart rate's at 174 yes. beats a minute. And I'm yep. like, that's not fucking normal. Yeah, and I, I get those too. I had it on, the last time I had a, a, a I don't want to call it an attack, but it's like because it, it comes and it goes. Yeah, for a span of like maybe five minutes, it start hurting for you for a bit, then it'll let go. Yeah, like, okay. And so mm-hmm. and you just have to just pretend like nothing's ever happening. On my birthday, August sixteenth, I remember I was just fucking sitting there talking to my nephew, and my heart started. Like, oh fuck, here we go. And I'm like, fucking Jesus Christ! And it's this had this this has happened to me before. Got DMX who died out of nowhere. Yeah, fucking, yeah. All you died out of nowhere. Jamie Fox. That shit was crazy, dude. You know? And it's like fucking, what's what's happening? Was it hard for you because black people are more conspiracy minded naturally? Yeah, well, I mean, in what aspect? Like, I feel like I've, I just a just a deep distrust of what the government is trying to get. Of you course, to do. of course. And does you know after the like those fucking like Dave Chappelle says the Tuskegee fucking experiments and shit like that? You yeah, know? who was the fucking politician that's just like we've now got the vaccine approved and everything's all good? And we're going to just, we think African-Americans should be the first to take Doc, it. Dr. Fauci. You're like, fuck Dr. Fauci. like, oh, they're, 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 we say that because they're at risk and we're looking after yeah, them. And it's just yeah. like, you can't hide. Yeah. The oh, what, you're starting what you're now, saying, dude? You're going to yeah. start looking after them now, Since dude? when did you care about us so much? Oh, no, no. We, yeah. And if, here's the thing about that. With when the, there's billions involved. There's fucking, if you look at fucking, um, um, uh, what's the Microsoft dickhead's name? Oh, Bill, Gates. Bill Gates. You know he's a believer in fucking depopulation and shit, right? Yes. He's like yeah. Eugenic, and his fucking uh, peoples were like Ku Klux Klan, like hardcore, this and that. So they, they got a history of that shit. So why all of a sudden now you care about black people to take, to take the vaccine? Like we were like, nah, I don't know. Nah. And then even over here, like, yeah, we should give it to Aboriginals first. They were doing that shit over here as well. Like, yeah, like, they now were. you care about them? Well, you know they're they're more susceptible. Like, what what do you mean? Not, now you give a fuck about them? Nah, man. That's a to me that's a bold face fucking. Let's experiment on these niggas first and see what happens because we can't really you know shoot. We can't we 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 have to give it to the people, but let's just do it in a way where let's see what happens first. And since that, even Obama said, I saw him say this. He goes, well, we basically experimented and and fucking like he said it. There was a fucking experiment yeah. and and it worked out. No, it didn't work out. My wife did it, man. It was. It's one of those things. Like, yeah. Now it's like fucking all the ones who are fucking all the comics that I know that were pro vaccine. They're they're tight lipped. They're not saying shit no more. I know motherfuckers like, yeah, I want my fifth jab. I'm like, you. Yeah, I know some. Yeah, weird, like I know psychos some motherfuckers like that. People who are still wearing masks and shit like yeah, that. I know some like, motherfuckers that were that were literally like, I went in to get my flu shot, and the doctor told me I could get my vaccine shot as well. So, so I got two. Did I'm you, on my fifth dose, and I'm like. Did you see Bro, the, what the fuck? Yeah, did put a gold star against my name. I've been good. I wish we had a, a video clip here. Did you did you see the fucking um 
the the female comic in uh, America. Yeah, the chick who was, and then she was talking. She was making a joke about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. then like the literally Lord. just like fell back. And yeah, dude, head. that's like, my favorite video of the year. One of yeah. my friends sent it to me. I sent that to every cunt. Yep. I was like, this is the greatest. Isn't that ironic? Don't talk she's, shit about our she's, Lord. She's yeah. talking. She's talking about fucking the vaccine. I got, I got this vaccine. Why I got it? Because I got this vaccine. That vaccine. Bragging about it, and all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, boom. If that's not whether you believe in God or not. The energies were not on her side. Yeah. The energy was telling you, look, because like I, I, I have, I have my faith, right? But one thing I know, whether you're atheist or Let's whether go, you, um, we got some good men on this podcast. No. <laughs> finally, dude. Let's go. Uh, whether you're atheist, whether you're a believer, the one fact remains: everything's energy. I, because I'm a believer, I, I use my prayer and I use God as, as a matter of fact, it is my Sabbath, but that's a whole different story. Um, I, I use that energy to pray, and when I'm. I'm what we call manifestation, I call faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's the same thing. So, you know, it, so it's the same thing. So when that lady was talking all that shit, whether it was God or whether it was the energy, it went against her and it proved to everybody. So I, I just find it ironic. And she was talking down as well. Yeah. She was like, look how good I am. Yeah. I got the vaccine. Look how good I am. You guys are fucking I'm one, whoop, of, go- whoop. I'm one of God's favorites and you're not one of God's favorites. Jesus, Jesus went, shut Jesus, up, bitch. Jesus loves me. I yeah. do. Okay. Well, I yeah. love, I, let, me, let me show you something. Jesus was like, fuck, let's just hit the off switch for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's just short circuit her and just watch her fracture a skull. And that, that, that's what, that's that's what crazy. My mom, she's like, I'm not getting the vaccine because, you know, God's got my back and shit. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she hasn't gotten the vaccine. And she's Good on her, dude. Yeah, like, it was really funny because I I have friends that were like, I don't want to get it. And I was like, that's chill. And I had friends that were like, Fuck, you want to go to the pub for a fucking school, a cunt? Yeah. You need to fucking get the vaccine. Yeah. The- and those same people were like, these fucking anti-vaxxing cunts, yeah, mate. Yeah. They're swine. Like, and you're just like, dude, yeah, you wh- could be. And it's just like, you. we look back at history and we're like, dude, how did Hitler get all these people to be like, let's kill the fucking Jews? Yeah. And it's like. You other people. Yeah. If he, yeah. he other them. group of people. They're not us. There are others. And, nah. like, if you look at history, that happens over and over and over. Yeah. The Rwanda genocide between the Hutus and the Tutsis. Yeah. yeah. Like, they just othered, othered each other. We're so caught up in being told. We want to be told what to do, how to think, instead of thinking for ourselves. And when you think for yourself, people call you crazy and shit. It's like, whenever I, I don't follow the herd pack, I just don't hurt my child. Here's another thing, too. Me being vaccinated doesn't stop you from, uh, you being vaccinated, I and I'm not vaccinated, I can't stop you from getting sick. Right, because you you you're, you're protected. Yeah, it's like fucking. You got your shield on, dude. It's like you, yeah. You're wearing the condom, okay? And um, yeah. Don't worry about my pussy, dude. Yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you're out there getting raw dogged. <laughs> you got the fucking all that. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, fucking like how, if the if the vaccine's supposed to protect me, then you don't get it. How the fuck? What? Why do I care? How am I your problem? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're, you're so confident dude. it works, dude, why are you worrying about me? Exactly. Yeah. And like, if you know that it doesn't stop the spread, because that's what they fucking told us at the start. Yeah. They were like, it stops the spread. And then, like, literally after the first bit of research came out, they were just like, well, it doesn't stop the spread, but it does stop you from fucking. It'll make like, you less. Uh, they changed the goalpost. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. First of all, they they knew shifting goalposts. They, they knew all this shit before it came out. They just timed it out. Another thing too: Why the fuck are you creating something in fucking a lab? What's the point of you making a a, a, a virus? People are spending millions of dollars to create a fucking thing. Thing. And it's like fucking. Why are you doing this? Like, yeah. Why don't you, we? You have to live in the same world we live in. Unless, unless you know something. It's some cunt's job mm. to sit in a lab with these other fucking nerds that didn't get laid until fucking after college. 
if they got laid at all. If they got laid at all, if they've never had to fucking pay for it, dude. Yeah. And they're just sitting there, they're like, Man, let's make a virus that is extremely contagious, it's airborne, it's yeah. fucking... Why? What are you doing, bro? Why? Why Can't you do something more productive, dude? First of all, I go, why not make a drug that's like ecstasy, but it's good for your immune system? You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can do that. You can find a fucking, like, a cocaine that's fucking healthy for all of us or some shit, but instead you want to do... Why? You have a, you have to live in the same world we do. You're not, you're not you know... Um, you're not, uh, you're not, you're subject to the fucking sin unless you know something that we don't. And my, f- my favorite thing about it was they were like, so how did this all come about? And they're like, there was a goat that had a relationship with a bat that fucking sniffed the ass yeah, of a pig. I know. And you're like, what? And it's like, and then that bat flew and then shat. Yep. And then when it shat, it landed on a lady and then another person caught that bat and then made a bat soup. Yeah. And now the world's in lockdown and you're yeah. like. Bro, yeah. you expect me to believe that's yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. What is very funny though is that a lot of people did. Yeah, because but they were straight away. They were like, "How did this start?" And they were like, "Some fucking poor Chinese guy at a wet market ate a bat." And, and then like everyone, most of the world was like, "Yeah, checks out." Checks out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. And if you said Fair. that it wasn't a lab, people called you crazy. Yeah, and yeah. That, this is when I started hate to hate Stephen Colbert. Because John Stewart was, did you see John Stewart and Stephen Colbert interview? I saw all of those, dude. Yeah. I will never look at any of those types of people, celebrities, news anchors, some sportsmen. There are a lot of people that, from now on, for me, I go. Well, John ah. Stewart called it out though. Yeah, John Stewart called out, and Stephen was like, ah. and he was getting, he was getting weird. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. guys did see looking this, off camera and shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Fucking, yeah. So whenever I see Stephen Colbert, you're a he's like, shill. I'm John Stewart. I'll never die. Yeah, and I'm Stephen Colbert's a fucking shill. I'm like, you're a fucking corporate shill. John Stewart just basically told John Stewart was the first person that broke out and said, "Hey, this is called Wuhan, and it's the fucking they're making coronavirus. Put two and two together. Yes, fucking it was made in a lab. People thought people people, people thought people were crazy for thinking it was made in a lab, and now we all know the shit was made in a lab. And Colbert was like in that moment too, was kind of like playing playfully, being like, "Ah, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, you're not, yeah, like doing that thing on purpose, on, on purpose Cause, cause to like try and downplay what this guy was saying. Yeah. which like you said, now we all know is true. Yeah, and we're still like, and I saw a commercial the other day. If hey, you're if you're eligible for your third job, I'm like, bitch, who's fucking, who's? Because on a cruise ship, we had to, we had to, to get back to work. That's why I got. That's why I got it. Because I'm like, fuck, I got, I got to continue to work. So I'll fucking bite the bullet. But then they're like, if you're not vaccinated, you can't fucking go to work. And then you ha- you have to take a you have to take a, a coronavirus test before you jump on on the ship every before every cruise you do. Yeah. They just two weeks ago got rid of the fucking uh the the protocol, so you can just get on the ship now. But it it was frustrating because now I don't know. I feel stupid. You know what I'm saying? I feel dumb that I took it, but I knew all along what I was saying all along. There's a comic called James McFan. He's no James, James McCann, McCann, dude. One of my favorite comics, dude. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's but fucking really good. Are you talking about talk about the his bit? That shit went viral, dude. Dude, like, like, like what? Five million views, some crazy number. Millions, dude, and it's a fucking great. The bit, way he said dude. it was perfect. It's like I regret getting the vaccine. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be fine, but I regret getting the vaccine. You know, I fucking I thought I'd be one of those people, but then the way he broke it down was like fucking yeah, like, yeah. I hope fuck. that if I I would be one of those people that when the state told me to do something, mm-hmm. I would say no. Yeah, but it turns out I'm the type of person that says fine. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So, 
Well, I'm not getting any more. So. Nah, fuck that. I actually saw like a video of fucking Bill Gates the other day and he's just like, oh, the last one didn't make much noise, but the next thing that's coming, like, that's going to make some noise. And like, he had this real evil smirk. Yeah. And COVID-23 like, is what I, what's it called. Yeah. Evil I, nerds, dude. I, dude, I get, like, sometimes I just get sucked deep down the conspiracy wormhole and this yeah. one was just like a guy's like played that video and then he goes, someone explain this. It's an entire warehouse of just body bags. Like they've just made all these body bags and he's like filming. It's like a worker that's filming there and he's mm. just like lifting plastic and it's just like the brand of the body bag. Wow. And then he steps away from the camera and dude, I'm talking like a 24 by 18 meter warehouse full of these. This is recently? Yeah, this was like three days ago. I saw a thing on the, I saw a thing on TikTok. This lady goes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nurse in Broward County and, this, and we just found out that um, people are going to be in our wards because the, the there's no, another COVID coming. Yeah, and she goes, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "You know what time it is." And she goes, and so she was, she whistle blew it. That was like t- last week. And then 2020, there's there's a guy go. The guy said, "There's gonna be something called COVID 20, 2023, and and this one's gonna kill people, and they're gonna really make it strong, and they're gonna re- they were gonna put it on." And I go, hmm. And I've been telling my wife, yo, 2020, it's, gonna, it's called COVID-23. I, th- I thought it was going to come last year, but now they're sprinkling in the news. Oh, there's a new variant coming out. Yeah, I'm starting to see it. I go, oh. And, and well, Canada's started lockdowns and shit. They're going back to like that protocol of. What? Yeah. This like, dude, Alex Jones, not the greatest source of truth, but he. Actually one of the greatest <laughs> sources of truth. I know that guy's fucking crazy and he said some fucking wild shit, dude. <laughs> I know what that's like. Sometimes right? you swing and sometimes you hit, sometimes Wait, you yeah. swing. But there's a lot miss. of stuff that he has said and everyone called him fucking crazy, dude. And now. To me, he's on the verge of right. controlled opposition or, he, or he's fucking letting shit up. But like, how come they haven't killed him yet? But yeah. what, what, what were you saying about fucking Canada? Lo- he, was, he was saying like three weeks ago, that come mid-September, uh, Canada's going to start like reinforcing mask mandates for flights, for schools, for all this kind of shit. And then the most recent video that just kind of popped through my feed of 10 seconds was like, well, hate to say that. He goes, I was really hoping we'd be wrong about this. but And then he's like pulled up articles of, yeah, I think in Canada they're starting to do that shit. Now, don't quote me and come at me in comments or anything like that. Obviously, this is a fucking crazy conspiracy Instagram I w- shit. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I hope this ages well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if by then, because that's this is the same way they did it last time. COVID nineteen came out. They were talking about it around like September, October, yeah, November, and, and then December by the came. Next, by like Janu- January, Feb- yeah, because February we it got, was fucked out. Yeah, so but they're, like, they're sprinkling it on here and there. Yeah, and, that is what happened, dude. Yeah, so yeah. they're doing the same. They're they're you know it's called desensitization, desensitized, right? Yeah. But what bothers me is that um, they're they, they fucking they made an announcement in July that the COVID emergency is over. Yeah, the who did that? I'm like, if you're gonna fuck with people, why are you telling them that? But then they're like, you know, but yeah. just still be do your deal, do your deal diligence. And I'm like, mm, but why is there a new variant coming out and this and that? And people are getting COVID every day. It's like it's we learned to live with it, but now they're gonna start killing people, man. Yeah, because there's a guy I saw on TikTok. He's like, "Why are we building? They're st- they're building like by the Avalon Airport in in Melbourne. They're building these fucking quarantine places still. Like, why are you? Who's that for? Yeah, why is FEMA having these camps? What's going? What's going on? They're building these because you can't. They can't keep everything in their secret because human error will fucking leak shit out. Yes, so they can't keep everything a secret. But I really hope that they just leave us the fuck alone. Me too. I need to take a piss, boys, and then we'll come back to tell you why you should vote no in the upcoming referendum, and we'll get your thoughts on aliens. Okay, Let's cool. go.
Ash, what we like to do every week is do what we call the Sunday roast, where we bring a shit cunt to the light and we roast them for, well, being shit cunts. So Mm -hmm. without further ado, we're going to get into this one. Taylor, I'm going to pass the buck to you, mate. You think you've got a uh, a worthy roasty? Yeah, I do have a, a worthy roasty, man. Uh, there are some things where um, I think are just fucking inappropriate, dude. You know what I mean? It's just like one is um, calling people retarded on stage. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that I think that one's pretty fine. It's appropriate. Right? I, uh, I came across yeah. there was a story. Um, there's a woman sparks outrage after spreading her brother's ashes. Okay. But the thing uh, that has basically sent everyone into fucking meltdown is that this lady has emptied her bro- her dead brother's ashes in a pool party in Ibiza. <sighs> in the middle of the pool. Yeah, that's a rough one. During the party? Yeah, during the party, dude. So like, like he always wanted to come to Ibiza and then just fucking throws the ashes in. Yep, Calvin Harris playing drunk uh, white people everywhere, dude. Ecstasy. And this lady just pulls out a little baggie in a pool party in Ibiza. Straight away, visually, everyone's excited. Yeah, yeah. baggy. Everyone's like, <laughs> fuck, yes, lady, let's go. Yeah. And then she unzips it, dude. In the pool. Yeah. There's people in the pool. And just empties out her dead brother in the middle of the pool, dude. And people, people would, scatter. People are getting out, dude. Well, people would have been outraged because first and foremost, they're like, "This lady's wasting really yeah, good exactly. MDMA." Yeah, you know, you could have passed that around, and now you're just tipping it out. What are you an arc? I'm sure some people are like, "Fuck it, don't waste it," and yeah, fucking go fuck, and try, give try me and some drink of that. it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're just. Oh my god, they're ingesting that in that's chlorine fucking, water. That's yeah. uh, was she white? Yeah, of course she was white, dude. Yeah. She was it white. It seems like some white person. Yeah, shit. she yeah. was white, and she it was a she got a friend to record her, and they uploaded it to TikTok. Yeah, that's how it's basically gotten out. That's just some fucking. Yeah. Since then, this you person ticked a has, couple of boxes. There. Yeah, this person has been banned from that whole establishment, as they should. Jesus Christ, man, dude, that's so fucked up, man. I, I imagine, you know, someone close to me dies, and they go, "Look, you know, it was their dying wish." To yeah. be cremated and have their ashes spread, yeah. you know, on the SCG when Buddy kicks his thousandth goal, yeah, or out on the ocean like their f- their favorite holiday destination, mm-hmm. or take them out to bush and fucking sprinkle them at the feet of Ayers Rock or something. You mm. know what I mean? Give them back to the earth. But if my <laughs> brother's will said that I had to empty his ashes. In the middle of a pool party in Ibiza, mm-hmm. I would be like, "Hey, dude, no." <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. You, you here's the thing: you, you could tell him yes because he's never, gonna, he never. They'll never know. Yeah, yeah. true. You they'll could just say know. no. They'll never know. And if if there's you know you go to heaven, you see him there, you go, "Hey, listen, bro, fucking, you're in heaven now. Quit complaining." Or just yeah. like you know, it's just I can. Yeah, it's just that's that was just, a left field call for you. For you, to, that was unnecessary for yeah. you to think that I would do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I wanted you. I don't want. I, I wanted you, as you were alive to feel like I would do it. But once you're dead, it's like fucking. You know. Yeah, and now essentially, yeah. like two people have died because obviously he's dead, but now she's died in terms of not being able to ever go back to that venue. And that fucking pool party could have been legit, dude. What if that yeah, was like dude. the best place to party in the world? 
And now she's just inadvertently through her brother's stop, wishes. Because they have to get the fucking pool cleaning guy in. Yeah. yeah. So annoying. Like, like the person who decides to paint her nails during the flight. You know, and everybody has to fucking suffer and shit. Man. Yeah, smell that. Jesus Christ. Do you not have enough time to do that at a hotel? Oh, God. Yeah, you couldn't have just like gone to the beach or something like that. Or yeah. like had a nice like family thing, dude. Did he really want to get the ashes spread? Fucking in a ecstasy fueled party in Ibiza. Yeah, I bet the end of that wish was like, I want to get my ashes spread at a pool party in Ibiza. Full stop. LOL. Yeah, like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just kidding. But for some reason, she didn't read that part. Yeah, she just was like, oh, it must mean lots of love. It's probably just, part, you know how you run out of characters when you're texting? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. My, uh, my Sunday roast is. Uh, this week, man beats his ex-girlfriend in bed after taunting his tiny manhood. Mm. Uh, so this happened in <laughs> Vero Beach. Do you know where that is? Do you know where Vero Beach is? Is that it? Florida? Yeah, it says FLA. Does that sh- yeah. Is that short for Florida? It's Florida, yeah. I knew it would be Florida. Yeah. So police have arrested uh, Rashad McGriff, 30 years old, after he allegedly attacked his ex-girlfriend in her home after she sent him a message taunting him over his little penis. Um. Yeah, she, but she also sent him a picture of her other dude's penis. Yeah, so yeah, she oh. she she was like she. Well, I mean, fucking, she kind of deserved it then. Didn't she she, she sent she, she was sent, cruising for a bruise then, Ashley. Oh, <laughs> she, she sent she sent him the upgraded model of what she was working with, and she's like, "Hey, this is what I'm copping now, and you've got a really tiny dick." And uh, tell him to tell him to kick her. Yeah, that's, tell him the kicker. The kicker is here. All right, if you couldn't pick up by the name Rashad. Yeah. Uh, he's an African-American man. And Rashad mm. looks like the type of man that you wouldn't mess with. Bullshit that he had a black, a small penis. But fucking, I think, uh, I just, look, I can't speak for him. But I could never have that uh, problem with someone telling me I have a small penis. And a woman telling me I have a small penis and this and that. Because I just fucking bitch you, you're out of your mind. Dude, but that must be really nice, dude. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, I've been turned down sex because of the size of my penis plenty of times from girls who talk a lot of shit. I'm a married man now, you yeah. Know, so I don't, I don't. But I'm saying back in a long, long time ago, it's like because goes, oh, I want a fucking man. This and that, blah blah blah. What a big deal, you know? And you come and I go, oh no, 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 no. I've, I've been turned down because it's, it intimidated him. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a fucking monster. Rawr! But what would have pissed him off even more if she sent him a picture of a white dick that was bigger than his? Oh, yeah, and that's, that's what the kicker was. That. I would imagine. Well, first of all, the kicker is the fact that you tell the black dude he has a small penis. Yeah, you know, and then but you send him another picture of another penis and fucking it's bigger and it's white. Yeah, if it's white, that's a that's a that's the yeah. caveat to violence. Yeah, that's that's hard too because it's in the zeitgeist. That's hard. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist, dude. That yeah. black people have big dicks, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's it, like it's fucking true. going to an Irishman and like telling them that they can't drink for shit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? They're like, what the fuck? Get that's, the fuck? What? A, what? So get who's, the fuck out? And here. then they beat you. <laughs> who's a piece of shit there? Is it him or her? Uh, well, I think after there's, knowing these facts, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> a little from Colin A, a little from Colin B. After doing a deep dive, I think we've got, I think we've got two worthy roasties. Uh, yeah. You know, my dick has been called small and unimpressed by numerous women, and I haven't beaten them. That's because I probably wouldn't be, win that fight in the first place. But yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, pretty shit form, like pretty shit form that uh, that she would do that. Yeah, well, you don't, you, you never put your hands on a woman on, on, unless it's on affectionate and it's consent. That we all know that. But you know this nigga here is fucking. You know, I I I don't condone violence. But man, telling a black guy he has a small penis and then sending a picture of another dude's penis. Mm. First of all, you made him look at another guy's penis, and now 
that visual is always gonna be in his mind. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no pill you could take to make your dick bigger. There's no, you could shave. And we've tried. Cares. You, yeah, you yeah. tried. We've tried. Trust me. And this guy, this guy looks, he looks, he looks pretty buff. Yeah, he yeah. looks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he looks like I thought you were talking about me for a sec. I was like, oh, dude, thanks. But thick no. neck. Yeah, like that guy. He looks like he'd run through a fucking wall. That guy. That's the thing. Don't you, the more you work out, the smaller your dick looks. So, don't work out. Yeah, skinny. It, you, it extends your member, and you shave, man. There's just tricks that people can do. Make you know uh, the illusion of having a, a big penis. And believe it or not, man. Women don't want big penises, man. No, they don't. Trust yeah. me, bro. They hate it. We've they, said they for don't. a long time that <laughs> they hate. They hate it, bro. Trust me. They We've, talk about shit. We've said for a long time that big dicks are so eighties, and chicks are all about the cute small ones these days. Yeah, they are. They want something that could fit without without giving them pain. That's it, dude. That, I mean, they yeah. want to keep that youthful tightness. Yeah, they. God, they, that sounded bad, didn't it? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said. You, you could have just said tightness. <laughs> yeah. Tightness was good enough. Youthful yeah. tightness. Yeah. 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 I might have to edit that part out. Are you, are you, are you Catholic? Yeah, uh, um, was raised Catholic. Nah, okay, that explains it. But um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I lost uh, my youthful tightness you, many yeah, years youthful, ago. <laughs> youthful fucking tightness. I don't know, man. I don't care how wide the pussy is. I always, it always feels tight to me. <laughs> my wife's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me for saying that shit. What a great way to end the pod. What a great way. That's sweet. That's the cherry on top, right there. There it dude. is, boys. We got a show to do. Yeah, we, we do. We got a show to do. That's we're good. gonna. It's gonna be a great show tonight. It's I can feel it already. Oh man, yeah, I feel I'm it in my pumped. plums. Yeah, man, in my plums. Yeah, man. It's I'm gonna say shoot. retarded and nigga after you because you were on before me. Oh, you got the past, dude. Yeah, t- 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 yeah. yeah. he, he can yeah. only technically say one of those words. So oh, we'll oh. see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, dude. <laughs> hey, I mean, it depends on how the man feels, yo. I spent a couple hours with a black guy. I think yeah. I can basically Don't worry. say it. I'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you've basically got the past, dude. Yeah, doing the past. Man. I got Ice Cube and Dr. Dre tattooed on me. I'm, f- I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. I'm working, I'm working on my black credit you're, score. You're, you're putting in the work. Yeah. Uh, but bro, thank you so much for Thanks coming on. We man. appreciate it, dude. Absolutely. This is good fun. Um, looking forward to the show tonight. But Absolutely. can you tell people where they can follow you on socials? First of all, I'm black. I don't like being followed. <laughs> we have a history of being shot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, find me at Ash the Comic One, A S H T H E C O M I C. Ash the Comic One on Instagram, and Ash the Comic Eleven on TikTok. Very funny man. Make sure yeah. you get around him. Give him some love. Make sure you check him out when he's in your city. I'm sure that will be advertised on the socials. Oh, all the time. Taylor Coffey, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, thanks mate. Thanks for making some time. We, uh, I'm excited for this show, boys. It's going to yeah. be a fun one. We're As always, one. don't yeah. forget to smoke weed every day nice. and chill to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>